Welcome to Cinema Red Pill, a podcast about films. Uh, I'm Sharon, your host for today. I'm Joel. And I'm Timothy. We have had about 97 episodes so far, and they've all been in audio form. But now we're doing some video too, so if you're watching us, nice. If you're just listening, nice, but watch us also as well. Um, Yeah, we're going to give the videos a shot and see if this works out. And also, we are not going to be weekly anymore. We're going to be doing every two weeks. So we've been on hiatus for a while, a couple of months since mm-hmm. the last lockdown that we had in August last year of 2020. So, but we are back now and ready to do more episodes. Um, on today's episode, we'll be talking about Lukman Ali's The Girl in the Yellow Jumper, which is available on Netflix. We'll put a link in the description. Um, by now, a lot of people should have watched it. It gained like real mainstream success, which is really great for a Ugandan filmmaker, mm. Lukman Ali. Yes. Well-known name now as well, which is very exciting. Name. International. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. International. He's, he, it's really, really great to see this happen. This is the first Ugandan film to go on Netflix, which is also really dope. And um, yeah, let me just give an intro about the film and we shall start talking about it. Unless you guys have something about our hiatus you have to say. <laughs> uh, no, it's good to be back. Bigger, longer and uncut. Just yeah. like South Park. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> South Park reference. Yeah. And I think I'm, I would say Joel has said everything. Uh, we're glad to be back and yeah, doing this podcast. We've been doing it for a while. And I think, yeah, this is probably a natural progression for us to now start doing video, making the video content. So people yeah. who aren't necessarily entirely into just podcasts and audio can also get access to this content on YouTube. So yeah, yeah excited. And, and I would say so, please be as harsh as possible in the comments. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're looking pretty dusty over yeah. here. Make up <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyway, dusty is synonymous with artsy. Uh, yes. so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. We're endearing. <laughs> um, FYI, I had vowed never to do video, yeah. so I can't believe there are cameras in yeah. my face right now, but let's see how this goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, Girl in the Yola Jumper. Um, it's a film about a, a man called Jim, who is played by Michael Wawuya Jr. Um, I'm saying it knowingly because Ugandans watching should know mm. these he people. Is he everything. is a well-known Ugandan actor. He's the lead character in this film. He's taken hostage by two women, played by Rehema Nafuka and Gladys Oyembot, aka Gida. Gida, yes. Yeah. And um, he's, he escapes and hitches a ride from a policeman called Patrick, played by Morris Kiria, super famous Ugandan musician. Um, Patrick has a rider in the back seat, who is played by Michael Wawuyo Sr., so family dream. The man in the back seat claims to have witnessed one of the infamous cigarette butt killer murders. Uh, so the three of them take an eventful road trip where Jim tells them the shocking story about his kidnapping. Mm. That's the gist of the story. Yeah, um, yeah uh, a film by Lukman Ali. <sighs> Lukman, like we said, gained mainstream success. This is his fourth film, but his first feature film. Yeah. He has had three 
uh, short films which are all available on, on YouTube. Please check that out. We'll also mm. link it in the description. Yeah. Um, he first did The Bad Mexican, then he had The Blind Date, and then recently, after the re- no, not after the release, this is the latest, yeah. then he also had 16 rounds. Yes. Yeah. We've watched these films yeah. for sure. Yes. Mm. The films have also screened in festivals. These are really accessible films. You can watch them. Um, yeah. yeah. The fun fact, he did Bad Mexican. And girl in a yellow jumper, yeah. and he threw it in his drawer. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. Then he first did his yeah, other movies, and he circled back, yeah. which I'm glad he released it. Yeah, because I actually mm-hmm. remember there being a lot of like the billboards up for yeah. the movie. April, yeah, yeah. April before, 2020. Yeah, before the whole yeah. pandemic. And so yeah, there were posters about the film being released in the cinemas yeah. here in Kampala, which was so exciting. I remember like yes. the the posters. His his work is so visually intriguing. Yeah. So the posters were super yeah. exciting to look at but yeah. yeah but i think like the where it has ended up is also a good thing very good yeah so it's pretty cool but yeah, yeah his films are yeah we'll talk about them i mm. think in context like yeah. as we talk about girl in the yellow jumper yeah. it reminded me a lot already of his other short films so mm. that will be something that comes up um so our discussion i think let's start with story and character um what were your thoughts on that component of the film i think joel will start yes um because joel has credits Uh, on the film his name appears in the the credit list so yeah let's start with you because you had and you were able to imagine those characters before they even went on the screen so tell us so that. no no bias whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Best film ever made. Uh, well, story wise, I'll say uh, Lukman is definitely a guy that prioritizes style over substance, like for sure. Mm-hmm. And his style, he does it like so freaking well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, his execution is brilliant. His cinematography is great. Uh, the color coordination. Not a lot of Ugandans are thinking the way he thinks about mm. like composing a frame in general. He even does his own graphics and stuff, like the 4D and blah blah blah. Anyway, like the story is interesting. It's because <laughs> it's a cartoonist type thing. Yeah. So he draws these cartoons. I think the way they set it up is like, oh, these cartoons have like offended. Mm. I guess these people, and now he's been kidnapped. And we kind of launch into the story like a little late, which I like. And then we kind of try to backtrack. Mm -hmm. So you have this guy kind of hobbling on the highway in the middle of nowhere, uh, who is like Michael Oweo's character, Jim. Then he's picked up by Morris Kiria, which, wow, that dude can actually act. Was was, I think the biggest takeaway of the film for me. It's like, you are actually good at acting, like genuinely. I might have liked him (laughs) actually a lot more than I did Michael Wheel in this one. Um, So you have like uh, Maurice Kiria playing this cop and the cop like picks him up, this dude looks a little injured and you know this guy starts like pumping him for information basically. Then they have a bunch of Tarantino-esque conversations yeah. <laughs> for most of the thing, which which has become like a signature <coughs> Lukeman thing as mm-hmm. well. He always has these little anecdotes or like facts, like in the dialogue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only recent one I can remember is well, like, or why a hummingbird or I can't watch TV or something. I don't know if that yeah. was like in yeah, like that, movies. That I was think. in the blind yeah. date. Yeah, I think it was in the blind yeah. date. So I think I forget what what conversation they had in mm-hmm. Yellow Jumper, but they have a conversation to that effect. 
and you have it like slowly unravel. What's supposed to be a simple like drop off and pick up, like I'm helping this guy in the way he need, sort of like just keeps unraveling. And we, it's revealed that this cartoonist was kidnapped by these two women, and there's a girl in the yellow jumper, I think played by, is it Rehema or Jida? Rehema is the girl in the yellow jumper. Jida is in the car most of the time. Oh, yeah, because Jida is the other chick. Yes. Ah, yes, yes. Ah, by the way, which by a killer combination. I didn't know I wanted to see those two together in anything. It's the powerhouses on their own. Yeah. Um, So you have like Rehema and Jida basically torturing Michael Awio, which is an amazing situation (laughs) to be in. Um, Then you have these, you have pretty nice action, I would say. Yeah. Um, cause they try to like bury him in a, like a ditch alive yeah. and then he kind of like psychs him out mm-hmm. and they think he's going to like figure his mm-hmm. way out somehow, mm-hmm. blows him away with a shotgun, which I can't remember when I've ever seen a shotgun in UG, <laughs> but <laughs> it was great. They had one and then he, he like escapes from these women. Then it's like, yeah, we circle back to the plot of his with the cop. And, but then like the cop gets like a side call, like there's some trouble at home and surprise, surprise. Uh, one of those women is related to him and that becomes a whole thing and, and, and I think that was my favorite action scene actually just warning spoilers 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 so you have this dope scene where like breaks the door we should just play a clip, clip of that scene mm-hmm. yeah. it just like breaks the door down mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like more scary as a beast I've, he needs to act in more things actually mm-hmm. Yeah. This become as uh, annoying to watch in things as uh, Michael Weaver. <laughs> that man is in everything. Yeah. Just recently, just recently, the Pal Magic ad. Ah, I saw that one <laughs> as well. Look, my narrated it as well. Yes. Guys are giving him a hard time. But he's that talented. I know yeah. if you're talented to the point that you are knowing you're doing mm. things well. Mm. Like yeah. how, like how Lookman is doing all the ads in Uganda now. <laughs> so it's becoming that annoying. Mobile game, look uh, and pops up is everywhere. Yeah. Um, so you have this dope scene, it breaks the door down, they can arrest him again. But all the while, you have this background thing of like the cigarette butt killer we mm-hmm. talked about mm-hmm. like, in the background. It's like, oh, who is he? And since we're in spoiler territory already, there's like this old man, like at the back of in, in like, the back seat the whole time, it's Michael Oweo Sr., and he's revealed to be the cigarette butt killer. And he basically, like, I think he doesn't waste anyone. These guys waste themselves. Yeah. Yeah, because he was reaching for a gun. These guys reaching for a gun and blow themselves away. He kills only the driver of the other car. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I thought thought, thought that was a decent enough uh, twist as well. Because he set, like, Lukeman set up a nice, he had an ABC story. I think, I think it's also a criticism he's well aware of, Mm -hmm. like, in his movies. These movies are more like these long setups, like these yeah. really great setups. Yeah. And it feels like the story is supposed to like take off yeah. uh, mm. like somewhere else afterwards, but never quite like yeah. gets there. Mm. But you have, I feel like I have anyway, I yeah. won't speak for others, but like I have so much fun just watching. And I think yeah. a lot of people actually have so much they fun just really watching um, his vision of things. Because mm-hmm. in the music, that's another thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know which guys he gets for his music, but the music is yeah. No, it's quad well. A productions. Yeah, yeah quite I, a, I yeah. love the music selection, yeah. all that stuff. Especially what are uh, sixteen rounds? Yeah, like that uh, that scene where a guy is like chopping up the dude in the bed. <laughs> yeah, ah, that song was dope. I don't know what song it was, but that song was dope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you have you have it wrapping up. It's basically like a Tarantino movie. Everybody dies. 
which I personally don't like about Tarantino movies. Yeah. But yeah, this is a Lukman film. And no, I'm freely biased on this one, so yeah. I liked it this time. Yeah. <laughs> this um, time? Yes, this time. <laughs> the other times you didn't like. <laughs> no, like I don't like. Uh, like what? What? What's, what's this first uh, movie Tarantino did? Yeah, uh, you're no, meaning no, no. Reservoir Dogs. Um, yeah, I mean like that's you a Tarantino. Reservoir Dogs the ending. <laughs> I hate it. It's like you wasted my time. Yeah. No, you wasted my time. Everybody dies the end. I hate movies that yeah. end like that completely. Here yeah, at least a cigarette butt killer is alive. Like yeah. someone is alive. That's yeah. true. Yeah, like I'll take that. Yeah. Um, but I I feel like definitely worthy of being the first film on to make it to Netflix. I mean, if anyone was going to make it at this point in time. In the industry, I would say it's look But one. he bypassed many people. Yeah. He started late. And and the thing is that he's he's also like very honest about his limitations. He's not mm. a guy that tries to be yeah. any Look, bigger than he true. actually is or no more than he actually does. Because if you talk to him now, he'll talk to you like he's still a learner, like he's still just learning this kind mm-hmm. of old film or whatever. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but he's definitely ahead out of a lot of us, and I think because his visuals are so advanced, because he has the background he does in like animation and design and all that, mm-hmm. I think that was a very useful skill like coming in. So yes, there might be a couple of people that still haven't beat like in uh, script writing or like a couple of other things. You know, people are so critical of his writing, yeah. but I'm like, who is doing it well? Yeah. You know, it's you really know, quite questionable. Very good yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know that there's someone out there who's <laughs> murdering us. Well, yeah. That's yeah. Like, yeah. I'll say East Africa even when he's murdering us particularly. I mean to the point that you like, oh my yeah. god, you like They might be like a Wanuri who like Rafiki who's yeah, like doing cans. That's like the next level for like yeah. but even supermodel who's not like many people. Those guys had a lot of help. I won't say my name. But uh uh, yeah, yeah. I, th- I, th- I thought that the story was good, especially especially for a first feature film. Mm. A lot of people wish their first feature film was this one. Well, right. <laughs> yep. So went straight to Netflix. Exactly, straight to Netflix. So yeah. uh, I do feel like he has also opened that door because I feel like Netflix East Africa made not necessarily have believed too much in Uganda. Mm-hmm. Like I've been uh, depending more like Kenya, maybe yeah. yeah. pulling something yeah. out, but like Uganda is like ah, you guys even have an industry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but now uh, Lukman is an uh, industry so far, <laughs> so it's <laughs> upon the rest of us to yeah. like catch up. Yeah. Um, but I feel I do feel he has set a really good standard. I think a lot of young filmmakers as well that I talk to. Like Lukman's a standard. Even older filmmakers, mm. everyone is intimidated yeah. by him, and that's a good thing. You can't yeah. miss competition, sure, yeah. and they're watching <laughs> his things. Like yes. we, we've been watching you guys. That's that. That's that. In Makere, right? Yeah, I, I yeah. saw. I saw Imagine. that exam. There's yes. a question about a Lukman. But the themes and motifs. Yeah. I was like, wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> The, the the way he has gained such mainstream success is so yes, impressive. Especially the mainstream. I would say I would say maybe the only competition, even though he's not, he needs to come back and do movies like Malcolm, uh, Bijemano. He's a fantastic mm. filmmaker, mm. An amazing filmmaker. I think uh, what was the last one he did? Um, the one where the chick dog. No, no. The one where the chick ate Ma- dog by accident. Maui, Maui, yeah, Maui. Maui. Yeah. Maui 
Mawe is like still one of my favorite just mm. Ugandan yeah. films, period down. That feels like a Ugandan, Ugandan film. Yeah. I think now in terms of comparisons, yeah. that's what I'd bring one up in terms of like storytelling. Yeah. Malcolm would have him beat in that category. But now in terms of like, and Malcolm has style as well. So it kind of really yeah. like, it's like apples and oranges at some point. But in terms of like, in terms of like accomplishments, mainstream appeal specifically, Lukman has them beat. Marketing, especially, mm. is also another place I think Lukman is beating mm. everybody. Because yeah. that man, like, single handedly markets his home on social media, like, all of them. Posting, posting, getting free billboards. I don't know what friends he has that give him free billboards. <laughs> He's a lucky dude. Yeah. But yeah, he, like, pulls all the stops, gets his movies made. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's doing a good mm-hmm. job anyway. I don't think there's any shade thrown. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, I think we've over digressed. So, oh, yeah. story and characters. No, no. So, we can always edit all this. So, this right. is all content. Yeah. So great. Yeah. Okay. yeah, so I don't know about story. I think Joel has said pretty much most of the things. At least here, yeah, you've laid out the the premise and like the twists and everything and yeah i feel story-wise i, I felt it was good mm-hmm. considering that Mal- uh lookman had done mainly short films mm-hmm. and i kind of felt the difference because in a short film like there's very little time to really develop a character and sometimes even twists yeah can't feel very forced if you're doing like something that's 15 minutes or say something of the sort but i feel with this one big about an hour and a half right yeah, I feel there was character development and I feel even the twists, like there were a few twists just besides mm. like the reveal of the cigarette butt killer there's the Wawio's character when he first tells his side of the story about yeah. why he was kidnapped mm. then you did after after a while find out why he was actually kidnapped that oh, yeah, that's yeah he, he actually had defiled uh, this young girl and yeah. she basically died trying to have a child from him so like the, the building up those twists I feel worked very well in the, in the short film format, yeah. in, in the long form format, the mm-hmm. long format basically. And also another thing I would point on is again, maybe it's also a bit to do with style, but again I felt like maybe this was this was born out of him having to like, you know, just working on the budgets we have to work on here in Uganda. Like, I liked the idea mm-hmm. that he had the, a lot of the conversation happening between the mm-hmm. cop played by Maurice Kiria and Michael Wawio's character in the car. And for large parts, at least at the beginning, it does even at times feel like a road movie of sorts. So like, yeah, 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 yeah and like I feel that that's, that's something very hard to do. Well, like it seems quite simple to just get people in a car yeah. and have them like just drive around talking, and the person actually sits and watches. But like it's yeah. not that easy. And I feel like all the whole time I was watching those scenes, like I wasn't like bored. I wasn't like looking away. Like I was actually, yeah, which is a trick. And I felt was something very strong about. About the story in this you've film. You've seen like all those people that try to imitate. You've yeah. seen like those bad student films yes, that try yes, to imitate Tarantino's yes, style. Yes, and yeah. it's just and boring as And again, you also mentioned how like he's very much into like Tarantino's style with like the dialogue and yeah. they'll have all these analogies and allusion alluding to different things. And I find that interesting the way he does it. And again, I think because he's working within the genre, he's working in because. Is very much doing thrillers and mm. crime dramas, mm. so I feel like that again, borrowing from like you know Tarantino, yeah. Guy Ritchie, definitely works in his favor. And again, as you said, like there's really no one really doing it like that in Uganda, like no. doing it in that style. Usually, the films are very 
you know hyper realistic narratives about just day to day life and yeah dramas we yeah, melodramas yeah, yeah. yeah whereas he's very much doing genre and of course genre comes with all these things that have to go with it like there's a villain there are the twists and all yes. that but i feel he kind of hit all those notes the right way mm. and yeah there are things that could maybe have been improved or even tightened but mm-hmm. i think for what it was i think and it being his first feature film I think it was a good story. Yeah, yeah it was a good story in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. yeah. Um, Best so. mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I feel like like he Lukman really he's he's he wears his influences on his sleeve with Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Although to me it feels like he specifically likes the hateful eight more than anything else and also because even the font he has chosen is the hateful eight font and he has kind of stuck to it with the new films that he's doing and then in the blind date he also they are watching the hateful eight and the riddles are a lot more in the hateful eight oh really like he really i think think my brain assumed that's that's tarantino he is so on the hateful eight i'm like i i don't know if he will (laughs) ever do another style like because Tarantino changes, he just did Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which mm. was it had a gory scene. He's even yeah. more known for gore, if anything. I, I think the way I look at <coughs> it is like how Tarantino apes B movies. Yeah. And Lukman likes apes. Tarantino is yeah. a genre. Yeah. Yeah. So. I not even so, Tarantino alone. I also feel there's yeah. a lot of Guy Ritchie in his oh, in, in his Guy Ritchie. Yeah, who, who's the person that did Fargo? Uh, the Coen Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. No, no. He had, he had like, he had like a Fargo CD in the, in the back. One of his influences on the screen. Yeah, yeah. and um, I think he has a specific style, which he's doing and he's doing well. Mm-hmm. When when he's compared to the other people who have been existing i just don't think it counts because they're not mm. trying for the action type he's going mm. for it feels to me like comparing who's good at action michael bay is not the greatest comparing example. marvel, yeah. marvel like movies a marvel movie and uh, like some sundance in the flick their own movies in their own right yeah. so he has this thing to be in the ricardos and they go head to head in the screenplay i haven't head seen being the ricardos yet head I, to head. and at least even logan is a little toned down yeah Lookman, it goes big and he's mm. even going bigger yeah with 16 16 rounds he's mm. even bigger than yeah. any like it's like oh where is he going next you know yeah. so i don't <laughs> oh, think and, and most people aren't really going for that indeed people really do a lot of the dramas i don't yeah. even think it compares to maui because maui is like it's is such a, a yeah I don't it's think like, I remember it as well. It's like well. a murder thriller. Yeah, but this this chick is plotting to poison her friend instead oh, yeah. of her husband. Yeah. yeah. But he tells it almost Ugandan storytelling mm. style, like, oh, let me first go back and tell you what happened here. Let me mm. first go back and now for me, that was like genre bending stuff. That's like stuff I feel we've talked about theoretically, mm. like as filmmakers in groups sometimes, mm. or like, how would you, like, what would the Ugandan style of a story look like? 
Mm. And I felt like Malcolm nailed it. Like for me, that was like something completely new. Mm. Like the closest I've seen to that is like that one character in Ant Man. Uh, who's a Latino actor? Oh yeah. Who, like, kept, Michael like, Pena. Yeah, yeah. Who's telling some funny stories yeah, and like, yeah. ah, my my cousins, yeah, best friends, yeah. da 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 da, did this 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 yeah. this this. this. Yeah. But like for him to nail a movie like that and have like a dark thriller twist to it, because yeah. ended in bloody murder. Like I feel like Maui is a fair comparison just from the storytelling perspective, because Maui definitely leans more on the power of the story in its movie. Yeah. Lukeman leans more on the power of the action and the style. Yeah, which, which is, is strange also because mm. the le- amount <clears throat> of dialogue he puts in his films is astounding mm. and it's a lot and i don't think it needs to be that much i wish he would do a little less yeah. but yeah. and then and the fact that his visuals are even that strong i think yes yeah Very and i think strong. that's a bit more control with like malcolm is a bit more controlled on that yeah. yes a bit uh, yeah also but, also i just want to maybe point out another thing of like mm. which i talk about it but like the character driven and plot driven and i feel most ugandans even malcolm i feel they are very much character driven like there is where they build the yes. characters and the story really revolves around particular characters and what mm. they are like Whereas I feel with Lukeman, it's very much plot-driven. But because he's doing a feature, mm. I feel even his characters had a bit of room to like, to like grow as well. So I feel he kind of like got the best of both worlds. It's very plot-driven, but again, yeah. you get a bit more from the characters than we usually maybe get from say the short films he has done in the yeah, past. Yeah, because it's more like it's more like he takes the outline of the mm. character yeah. and just builds yes. it up to yes. this spectacular yes. level like yeah. as big as it yeah. can go almost, yeah. almost like it's almost like uh, crafting a superhero versus like yeah. some deep drama like yeah. deeply led yeah. character yes. da, 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 da. so yeah it, it, it is yeah. upwards and oranges yeah. so it's mm-hmm. it's uh, i'm definitely not saying either yeah. is better than the other yeah mm-hmm. Just saying, it's interesting to have like I'd really love to have these two things exist and yeah. be prominent in both their own rights. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, what Lukman does, he does well. Yeah. Yeah. But there's something I wanted to talk about that I think is something I actually didn't like. Yeah. Which was the explainer video that comes on twice. Mm. Oh. With the Black American yeah. actor Morocco yeah. Omar, yes, oh. that transition threw me off. Yeah, and the the the, the animation is cute because I've seen people really react to liking the animation, yeah. and it's mm. cute. But it was jarring yeah. and a little off for me. Yeah. It, and I think like films say that do it. The the film that did it by the guy who did Don't Look Up. Yeah. But it was such a central Adam thing. Mm-hmm. What did you Adam McKay. Adam yeah, McKay. Adam McKay yeah. has done that. Has used that gag before, mm-hmm. and but he uses it throughout, and you it's like a part of yeah. the film. This <coughs> felt off for me. I found mm-hmm. it jarring every yeah. single. The twice it yeah. comes on only twice. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what you guys thought of that choice. I think might might just also be my bias or whatever, mm. but I kind of just rounded it off like the same way I watch uh, Tarantino movies themselves. <laughs> I just kind of see it as like, oh, I'm watching a really really good B movie when I'm watching Tarantino stuff. Yeah. So because he's taking influences from that dude, that doesn't no, count. Because no, <laughs> I'm talking B movies, I'm talking like Sharknado <laughs> levels. <you know? laughs> yeah. Of things. Yeah. yeah. Idea, random ideas like that, yeah. like pop up. 
so the way I enjoyed it because I do I do agree with like your criticism of like yes it is jarring and all of that but for me within the genre like as far as like because because people movies feel like directors especially with thriller ones like this that are exciting mm. sometimes it feels like directors just throw in mm. like every like whatever idea they think mm. is cool whether it makes sense or melds with like the rest of the thing they'll throw it in there mm. yeah. so i just kind of appreciated it on that more behind the scenes level mm, yeah. of things i was like okay this is interesting because i didn't particularly like it either mm. and of course like no shade against uh the, the guys all the announcements but in my head as i could be like why why could it like a ugandan guy? right because yeah. listening to him talk that say the luganda words was also jarring yeah i'm like maybe like because he's a famous guy he's yeah. in He's in Empire. He yeah. even has a role in P Valley, which I really like. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like. Mm. So for me, it was just because because like 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 Patton Oswalt, for instance, mm. has like a bunch of cameos in really crappy B movies. So it's just like, oh, there's Patton Oswalt and he's explaining something and then he's gone. That's like that was a big. He's becoming his own trope. So it's like movies. you know, okay, that was a big cameo. Yeah. It didn't hurt anyone. The animation is good. Yeah. yeah. So I just kind of moved on with that and. I think I think it does also speak a lot to Lukman if that's the primary thing you had an issue with. Mm-hmm. It's not the primary. It's not the primary. Thing thing. Thing. <laughs> it's just it stood out for me as a thing I had an issue with. Uh, okay, uh, but okay. it speaks to him in what way? Like it being small? No, no, no. In terms of like the the issues, because if you graduate from uh, normal issues of man, that sound is bad. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. a regular, the regular you graduate from. from <laughs> <laughs> We've come from far, yeah. but I don't. I didn't have many issues. I think mm-hmm. the only thing that mm, stood out to me, not even I don't even with that particular, with that particular. No, mm-hmm. not with the cutaway. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no, because I think for me the only issue with that would be, as you said, like mm-hmm. uh, the person who's doing the narration. Because yeah. I really wish she had found it to weave it in that it's like either the cop or. Or uh, were you actually being the one in some? Or maybe like a random yeah. famous Ugandan. Yeah, just yes. summer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and it was. Like, like bad black. For right. me, it was. It was more of a person. Yeah. Like it would be a fun kind yes, of. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. For me, it was that. Maybe that's you can't see me like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like it would be yeah. like someone who you know has played. And the context, yeah, yeah, understands would add something to it even just in the way they say things True. and. Yeah. yeah, that that I think yeah. that was what even made it a lot more mm, jarring. Yeah. It was Which, and I like Black Americans being involved in other things, but so I did. Sure. I think I felt bad about not liking. Them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it's nice enough also for an international audience. Yeah, to, yeah. to lend this image, not to lend yeah. this image to your film, like yeah, it's I something know. I think uh, Lukman couldn't really like let go because this is like someone's mm. just ups your film just that little bit yes. like, because really you, you have some really yeah you have some really you have a b-list celebrity in your film do i want to repeat what you said about morris kiria i think he's genuinely better than what we are in this film what like full-on yeah. full-on better than that him and it killed. he was completely different him with his guitar like that's yeah. how you picture him all the time <laughs> like so to see yeah. him like to see yeah. him like this was dope even his face mm-hmm. ah 
he did such a good job and yeah. but then also i think it's a bias because we've seen Wawuyo so much yeah. but yeah. i'm happy for him you know I've, i've talked to him before he's on episode 28 of this podcast So you listen to that to interview yeah. and he was so frustrated at that time because <laughs> he was like I'm in laptop movies like yeah. people are just not seeing yeah. by I'm acting my ass off I'm a method uh, actor yeah. he's very inspired by the Daniel Day-Lewis thing yeah. what that yeah. man is doing the work he was yeah. playing like a cancer patient and he went to Monago things yeah. guys yeah. and then your your movie ends up on a laptop, laptop right? yeah. it screens once in the national theater yeah. and that's it yeah. that one screening yeah. that's yeah. just not enough for anyone <laughs> so this that that Lukman has done for him Bobby, yes. I'm, I'm no, very like, happy I'm only because I say I say he's annoying in a very 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 way yeah He's annoying the way Dwayne Johnson is annoying. The thing is now. many people have expressed this view because yeah. all people talked about this movie on Twitter for days. <laughs> wow. Which which view? This this the girl on the yellow jumper yeah. and it was also like a criticism of same actors, same actors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but but I think even directors usually yeah. like Hollywood there's always that combination yeah. like Scorsese just... has the people he has worked with his whole career. <laughs> Other guys have people they have put in pretty much Tarantino is always doing it to Samuel L Jackson. Yeah. So maybe it's like just a battle of like just a very good creative like relationship. Like the yeah. Lukman yeah. feels yeah. that That's he writes really good roles and this guy nails my part so mm. I'll keep giving and him. And if you more. have that center yes. person nailing yeah, it, yeah, nailing it, you can build around them. You can build around yeah. them yes. more people. Yeah. Yeah. And also he is not not spreading the love because he's really working with different yes, people every yeah. single time yes, which yes. is also super cool yeah. um just one more thing um so plot wise i like how you say that in the end there's something off mm. right mm. there's a way his endings can be a bit off mm. like i don't know maybe the anticipation is more than the result but um i don't know if that's how i can describe no, that no, feeling it's, it's more like set up payoff Yeah, the payoff isn't great. Yeah. So mm. I found uh, the ending not ideal. I think I liked the cigarette butt killer oh, and yeah, it being Wawu your senior who is yes. amazing that man is beyond. <laughs> like I uh, when I saw him I'm like of course he has a significant role. Wawu your senior sit at the back of the car and be nobody. Yeah. So yeah, but I liked his ending. Um, I think the child abuse thing was that was dark. It dark. was dark. <laughs> yet It's not that they don't treat it like it's a dark thing, but I don't know. Like I think it's motivation wise. I don't think it's a strong enough it, motivation. I think that tone of the film yeah. for starters doesn't work with that much of a dark plot. Yeah. yeah. Like Yeah. I mean the dude has been kidnapped, so you'd have Yeah, to. and you spend <laughs> so much time yeah. with him in a different light. Yeah. Yeah. And by the end it even doesn't feel like a revenge on him for okay, the I bad get, thing he oh, has oh, done. I get what you, you get, mean. Get, he get he got so off to like <laughs> crime is the film um, itself yeah. the way it treats it and also the tone it has had the entire time. Yeah. It doesn't match for me to mm. have that big thing because it yes. is beyond yeah. right? i hadn't thought of that but i think yeah. it's valid because yeah. i feel maybe what he was trying to go for that may not have quite landed because mm. tarantino like again you reference hateful eight mm. <laughs> i only keep saying tarantino because, <laughs> but like reference hateful uh, eight you yeah. have a bunch of hateful characters uh, yeah. basically there's no like it's pretty much pick your protagonist you pick the worst of all evil like mm. the best of all evils mm. basically mm. 
And I think the setup was supposed to be like, you know, these guys are horrible murderers, like vigilante murderers themselves. And then you have this guy being like a horrible child molester. So I did like the twist of he's a child molester because it did make me feel like slimy and creepy about like empathizing with him in any way before. And, and you make it even slimy, like how much he's trying to convince you he's like, I'm a nice, like those Mr. Nice guys, like mm. desperately trying to convince you I'm such a nice guy. But then they have this underbelly of just rot like beneath them. What I'll say is maybe where he missed in like making that sit of like these are all hateful characters and they all kill themselves in the end, so it's kind of fine and satisfactory. Is maybe we needed to see some of the more hateful things that uh, Kiria yeah. and his people had that, done. That would help. Yeah, we needed to see them help. like cross yeah. some kind of moral line where, like, okay, we we're like behind you, like killing this molester, but now you're doing like you crossed yeah. the line with this other person. Yeah. Kind of like what they do in like properties, like the boys and stuff. Where's that? Or, or like with like a character like Punisher mm. in the Marvel yeah. series, yeah. like yeah, kill kill the rapist, kill the murderer. But then it's just like yeah, I'm, I'm gonna kill you for littering. Punisher doesn't kill anyone for littering. <laughs> but it's like having a character that does that. It's yeah. like okay, you're littering dead. Yeah. Then you're like oh, I think maybe yeah. now you're pushing yeah. it a bit. Yeah. I think if we had that, you might have felt. I think we might have felt more of that balance. I think so. End. It would help. Because now it feels like the Kiryas are more in the right still, mm. morally, than this other guy is. Mm. Uh, so I, 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 I get that criticism. Um, yeah, Tim, do you have something to add? I feel like we've talked uh, about No, I don't. You guys are pretty much... <laughs> <laughs> There's something I want <laughs> to but say in, in addition. Yeah. I feel like I was tricked and bamboozled mm. with, the t- with the film title. <laughs> yeah, the girl in the yellow jumper. <laughs> There was a girl. She is too insignificant to be the titular title. She should touch the guy. She was in all the promo images. I think Miss Gita was the one in the yellow jumper. She should have come more purpose. These women are not very significant. Like I'm like that girl. And then and the posters would have Gita there. They would also have Bowie. I'm like. What mm. is no? It, it had now for Karehema. So yes, I'm like, yes, what yes. is this woman up to? Even the mask, like yeah. the mask, yeah. when it eventually shows up, it is really in an investigative scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's so insignificant. I'm like, I thought this mask had <laughs> one. <what? laughs> I'm like, guess... this marketing tricked. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess that's where then maybe the story might have benefited from more scenes developing them than yeah. like the long stretches of dialogue we yeah. had with Kiria and yes. maybe some runtime was given yeah. like setting yeah, them setting up. up. Yeah. The shit they do, yeah, that mm. might have been uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a yeah. fair it's a fair criticism. <laughs> <laughs> the guy in the yellow jumper wasn't the main character. <laughs> it's significant. The yellow jumper itself is the girl and the yellow jumper and not very significant to this film at all. Yeah. I was like, wow, okay. But I don't know if you guys have any additional thing to say. Tim, you're sure you have nothing to add? No, I think yeah, I don't really have any strong opinions. I'm yeah. just I'm just really happy that this a Ugandan film on Netflix and mm. it's as di- good as the one Lookman put out because mm. you yeah. see out of the other films from other parts of the world and like yeah they have all that hype but I'm like 
yeah. and I feel like Lookman's again in line with what a Netflix is looking for. Yes, I feel for sure. like it was just like a really good placement. Yeah, filmmakers they don't want your dramas. Yeah, as long as it's true to you, just be true to yourself. Um, I guess my final words would be I am glad we have graduated to this place of problems. I'm yeah. so happy to be talking about a Ugandan film like this. I think yeah. I said the same about uh, Imperial Blue, yeah. which is also... Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I don't know if that yeah. one is out yet. <laughs> that's hey. Um, that's all um, so like now with this one as well, it's nice to graduate to the level where we're not like discussing the technicals as yeah. a weakness yeah. <laughs> in yes. the film. I'm so yeah. happy. Yeah. So for me to think of any Ugandan film, because I feel like this one was like a strong between six and seven out of ten for me. Yeah. Like easily, I genuinely yes. had a good time watching yeah. this. So for us to graduate like international standards, talk about it that way. Yeah. Like yeah, we have definitely come to a very good place. Yeah. I want to want people to talk about more Ugandan films yeah. this way. This is really cool, and yeah. the fact that it's not funded in some of yes. the obvious yes. ways, yes. you know, that yes. films get funded. funded. That's this true. Is the NGO model. Yeah, the right. NGO that begging for money <laughs> from white people model. It's not cute. It's yeah. like the almost the only way to do yeah. it. Yeah. And That's this true. film has gotten there without that yeah, help without that we that. know of. At yeah. Least. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so it's really well, no, cool. it, yeah, it has been sheer willpower and yeah. Yeah. will because I can't unless, unless you other guys were paid man was it? <laughs> <laughs> but it was like sheer it yeah. was like sheer yeah. like good will yeah. and like he pushed his project all the way to the end because mm. even when you're talking scripts I guess what, what I also wanted to say uh, Lukman for me is also like more of an intuitive filmmaker mm-hmm. and for me I'd have a panic attack like trying to approach a movie that way but like he basically approach he constructs them in a visual way, so he'll draw out the storyboard. Wow. So he'll have pages and page, he'll have the full film like mm. drawn out of like this these are the scenes, this is what it will look like. Yeah. And this is what is going to happen. Yeah. Then like the dialogue and stuff, he it figures that out kind of later and as he goes. Whereas like traditionally people are like, Okay, let's structure, make sure it's the beginning, middle, end, da 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 him is like I'm watching the movie in my head. Yeah. Nice. First. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think it's like that uh, who's who's that anime guy we reviewed? Oh, uh, on charity made you watch more movies of Miyazaki. Miyazaki. Yeah, Hayao Miyazaki. Miyazaki. Yeah, Miyazaki like approaches his his <laughs> movies the same way as well. He just kind of visually plots them out. <laughs> And then gets into the rest like that, and it somehow it all comes together yeah. at the end. Um, so I know Lukman is definite because he has had. You, you said he has, he has he has made how many films? There are four in total. Oh, yeah. One feature. Yo, out of four movies, to have a film on Netflix. Yeah. 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 Your first what, feature. Yeah. Yes. What, what, what can you say? Yeah. <laughs> what can you well say? Done. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well okay. done. Nothing, Tim. Still, no, nothing, nothing. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> um. Okay. So uh-huh. that was it. We have talked about the girl in the yellow jumper by Lukman Ali. This is our first video. Yep. Hope we, I hope we, we did well. Through. I hope our facial expression expressions are <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm. Um, yeah. I hope you enjoyed watching. Yeah. Um, five views and we'll make another. And, uh, five. <laughs> We have no standards, no standards in the show.
ya. Anyway, this video is on YouTube. Um, the podcast on audio only version will be on podcast channels on Anchor FM, Spotify, all the other places. ITunes. Google Podcast, yeah. iTunes, it's all there. So check it out if you want more audio. We have ninety-seven episodes in audio only, so yeah. there's lots to listen to. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Thanks for watching and listening. I'm Sharon. I'm Joel, and I'm Timothy. Yeah. Bye. I really will. I have okay. a glove. You have a glove. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Don't don't move that glove in this video. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs>